Many years ago, it was 1992 or 1993. I don't exactly remember. Mahina ako sa mga dates, no? I always start my story with once upon a time because sometimes I cannot remember the day and the date, no? But it was way back 1992, 1993, I don't know. But I was sent to Antique, and at that time, our community was meeting in a hotel. Meron isang discotheque. Okay, in the evening, that room is being used as a disco place, but in the morning, they're not using it. So we rented that place, that particular room. Uh, it's uh, 300 pesos a, 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 a day, you know, when we use it for five hours. 300 pesos. So, one of the things Bishop taught me is that when there is a service, sabi niya sa akin, you go early and pray in that place where you're going to meet. No, at that time, hindi pa tayo liturgical. Now, all we need to do is go there and bring the holy water and pray. No? But at that time, sabi niya, you go there and spend an hour praying in that place to consecrate that place where the church would meet. So that's what I do. Ang service namin is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So at around 12.30 after lunch, I go there and I start praying until 2 o'clock. Magdating na yung mga tao. So one time I was there praying in that discotheque. I was praying there. Suddenly, there was this little boy, about six to seven years old. He opened the door, hindi naman siya pumasok, and he, he looked inside. So when I saw him, he said to me, Lord, what are you doing there? So tinawag niya akong Lord, no? Lord, anong ginagawa mo dyan? And I said to the boy, I am not the Lord. Please do not call me Lord. Come inside. So pumasok yung bata. Sabi ng bata sa akin, Lord, nagpipray ka? So I kept on telling the child, don't call me Lord. I'm not the Lord. But the child, as we were talking, continues to call me Lord. And finally, I asked the child, bakit mo ako tinawag na Lord? And the little boy said, ang sabi kasi ni Mama, wag akong pumasok dito kasi nandito si Lord. Okay, so after the service, I talked to the mother and I told the mother, teach your child not to call anyone Lord because there is only one Lord and that is Jesus. Okay, so that was many years ago, but today I have learned the lesson of that story. That experience of mine has taught me a lot about our life in Christ. The only way for that child to see Jesus is for him to see me first. We declare that all life is sacred, particularly human life, because it is the life that Jesus came to visit. It is that life that Jesus took upon himself. He took upon himself our humanity. And so today, Christ declares that the church is his body. 
And the only way for the world to see Christ today is that the world has to see the church first. Knowing what I know now, I could have said to the child, you know, that come to me because I represent the Lord. Di ko alam nun eh. I didn't know that that little boy in his young age, he was already seeing Christ. And I cannot see Christ. That boy saw Christ in me. Okay? Scripture says that blessed are the pure in heart for they will they will see God. And it is the purity of a child that enables him to look beyond this world, to look beyond the circumstances. And in every situation in life, a child does not worry because he is secure, because he sees someone greater than himself. He sees Christ in his parents. That's why a child does not worry about the food tomorrow. The child does not worry about his milk. He knows that food will come every day. Why? Because he trusts his parents. Christ is in the person of his parents. And why, why do I share that with you today? Because as we celebrate life today, we have to realize that God has given us a very special gift. And in receiving that gift, the gift of life, in receiving that gift, you are receiving God Himself. And God shared His life with us that we may be able to share our life with Him. Every Eucharist, you notice that a priest would put water and wine in the chalice. Have you noticed that? Nilalagay ng pare yung water and wine on the chalice. And when the priest does that, he makes a prayer. Meron siyang prayer. And the prayer of the priest is this. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ as He humbled Himself to share in our humanity. Amen? Christ shared in our humanity so that we can share in His divinity. Christianity is not about just being a good person. Christianity is about being a new person. A person who now shares in the life of God. That is God's gift to us. He shares His life to us. And so, we take and receive that gift. And receiving that gift, we are receiving God already into our life. It is very timely that in our scriptures today, our scriptures in Matthew 18, our gospel, I would like to read verse 1. It says here that at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? You see, that is another question. And that question is the same question that we ask. It's the same question the world today asks. Who is the greatest among us? Sometimes we derive greatness from what we do. 
Sometimes we derive greatness from what we have. Everyone is so busy. Everyone is so anxious to become great. This is what the world is so caught up in right now. Everyone wants to be first. Everyone wants to be great. That's why the question of the apostles, the disciples, this is the same question we ask today. Who among us here is the greatest? You know, sometimes in the church we think that the one who knows so much about the Bible is the greatest among us. Sometimes we might think that just because we pray longer than anyone else, mas mahaba tayo magpray, then we are the greatest in the church. Sometimes in the choir, kung sino yung umaabot talaga sa matataas na notes, those who can sing well, sometimes we think we are the greatest in the choir. But greatness has nothing to do what we get to do, it does not happen to do, you know, it has nothing to do with our talents, it's not, it has nothing to do with our success. Greatness is something that we already have inside when we receive Christ into our life. That's why the disciples, they came to Jesus and they asked Jesus, who is the greatest among us? They cannot see who is great among them. Let me ask you this question. Who is the greatest among us? Can anyone say? The disciples cannot see who is the greatest among them. Do you know who is the greatest among them? It was Christ. Jesus was in their presence and they asked him who is the greatest among us. They could not see him. And this is the question we ask ourselves every day. We strive, we work hard to be successful because we think that in being a successful person, we become great in the kingdom of God. We strive. We are anxious to go ahead and be the greatest. When in fact, the one who is truly great is already in the midst of us. All we need to do is to look at Him and reflect that greatness in our own life. The disciples were there gathering and they were talking to each other and asking Jesus who is the greatest among us. They could not see that Christ, the greatest among them, is already with them. Then the Lord took a little child he called a little child to come to him. And he stood the child among them. And Jesus said to them, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. What he was trying to say is that you've got to change your thinking first. If you cannot see Christ, then there's something wrong with your mind. He took the child and said, you have to convert first. You have to be transformed first. You have to change first to become this child. The issue is not about who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. The issue is, can you see what the kingdom of God is? 
And he took the child and he said, you know, unless you transform, unless you change to become like this little child, you will by no means enter or you cannot even see the kingdom of God. Kinuha niyo yung bata as an example to them. Now when you look at the child in the midst of the apostles, that child is not even tall. Maliit lang yung bata. Everybody there standing were taller than him. Everyone standing there is much bigger than that child. But Jesus said, that child, that is where we need to start in our life. So he stood the child and he reminded the apostles, unless you change, unless you are renewed, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Before we ask the question of greatness, first we have to ask ourselves, what is the kingdom of God? Do we understand what God's kingdom is all about? That child was an image of greatness. That child is an image of all of us. We are all destined, we were all given the life of greatness. But we have to change first. Ilang araw pa lang ang Christmas lumipas. But isn't this what Christmas was telling us about when Christ came as a child? To remind each and every one of us to remind each and every one of us to embrace our humanity. Christ, the little baby born in Christmas, is a reminder to all of us. This is what the kingdom of God is all about. It's not about being successful. It's not about be having the power in your life. It's not about having the influence in life. It's not about having the, 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 the influence the talents that you have, it's not about that. The kingdom of God is about like this child. It's about being no one. It's about being nothing. It's about being the least that what count in our life. And so that child, as he stood there, Jesus talks about Renewal. He talks about transformation. Christmas is not just about the birth of a baby. Christmas is about the birth of a new humanity. All of us represented in Christ. We are made new. We are a new creation. That is what Christmas is all about. It's about renewal of our life. Did you have the candlelight service December 24 Christmas Eve you had the candlelight service diba we lighted the candles the evening of December 24 we lighted that candle it represents the life that we have in Christ and that life is not meant to be kept that life is meant to be manifested into the world we bring that light wherever we go. That is our life. It is a life now renewed. It is a life now that has the breath of God fresh. It is now 
the time for us to be reminded of this reality. Then he talks further on, Jesus said, Therefore, unless you become a little child, unless you be converted, unless you transform to become this child, to become this child in his humble estate, in his humble beginning, unless we are willing to start below, we cannot see the kingdom of God. In verse 4, he said, Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. Once we understand what the kingdom of God is, once we begin to see what the kingdom of God is all about, then let's talk about greatness. The path to greatness is humility. It's not becoming very important. It's not about having everything, having all the success. Greatness has something to do with humility. And true humility, true humility comes from embracing who you really are. Amen? Embracing your life as a human being. That is what humility is all about. So what if I don't have this talent? So what if I don't have this? I am what I am by the grace of God. And I am settled with that. That is what humility is all about. Like this little child, he said, unless you humble yourself like this little child, the one who humbles himself like a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. We embrace Humanity, we embrace the life that God has given us. That is humility. The path to greatness is the path of humility. There is no other path to becoming great in the kingdom of God except through humility. And humility is about embracing. It's about receiving what God has given to you. That is humility. Like I've said Receiving the gift that God has given you is also receiving God himself. That's why in verse 5 he said, Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Amen? When we have learned to receive the gift of God to us, our humanity, our life, begin to appreciate, begin to love what God has given you with all its weakness, you know, I, I sometimes wish that I could sing like Brother Edward. You know, he has a very powerful voice. I want to sing like him. But the truth is I cannot sing like him. I am not him. And I've learned to embrace that. Amen? Amen. I wish I could be someone else. I wish I have this talent. I wish I have this... Uh, much money in my life you know i wish i have this kind of ability but praise be to god even if i don't have that god has given me something that is for me for myself and learn to embrace that amen you see humility is receiving pride is taking amen so 
God has given us His life, we receive that. We receive that gift of our humility. That is what humbling ourselves before the Lord is all about. It's about being human. It's about being who you are as God has given you that life. Then he talks of receiving a little child, a person who has now learned to embrace the reality of himself, the person who has now learned to humble himself, now is ready to receive Christ who is the greatest among us in his kingdom. Without humility, we cannot receive Jesus into our life. That's why many of the church fathers, they said, it is humility that makes us receive salvation. Christ is salvation. If we do not receive Christ, there is no salvation in our life. And the only way to receive Christ is through humility. Every time we have baptism in the church, kung merong binyag sa church, sometimes, you know, nanonood lang ako, there are families who come here, they would bring their babies to baptism. And in that baptism, there is a prayer in the congregation. When the child, after his baptism, that child is now received into the family, into the community, in the church. That's why that child, after his baptism, is now received as a brother or a sister. You know, there is, there is a message for us in that sacrament of baptism. Every time we receive the, cry, the, the, the child no, as in a community, because humility is about receiving. Humility is about accepting. We do not choose anyone who comes to Christ, who comes to us in baptism. The church receives that child. Amen? We receive that child, we receive that baby at baptism, the, the, the whole community received that, because that is what the sacrament is about. It's about receiving the gift of God. That's why I talked to one person who supports abortion in our nation. I talked to him, and I said, we will always contradict each other because the sacrament I received, the sacrament that we celebrate in the church, Baptism that we receive, we, we celebrate in the church. Baptism is about receiving every human being who comes to God. Abortion is contradictory to receiving. Abortion is a rejection of God's gift. That's why the church can never stand for abortion because that is not what we celebrate in the church. We celebrate life and we receive and we accept that life that comes to us. Abortion is not receiving life, it's rejecting life. Amen? So today as we celebrate the feast of the Lord, the giver of life, we come before Him today, we come in humility accepting His gift to us accepting our life as it has been given to us. 
receiving Jesus, receiving that gift is receiving Christ into our life also. And today we celebrate that. This morning as I was in prayer, I was led by the Lord to ask this to you. Is anyone here pregnant today? Okay. Is anyone pregnant here? Walang pregnant. Okay. Do we have people here who know someone who is pregnant today? Wala kayong alam. Okay, you, you know someone. Okay. I would like us to pray for that person. Okay. In our community, in St. Stephen's Church in Antiki, we have one member who is pregnant today and uh, everyone is so excited for that baby because we believe that baby is not just a gift to her mother that baby is also a gift to the church that is the life that god has given